Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. This is the Bob Cordaro Show podcast. WILK News Radio. We are back. Hour number three, the Club for Common Sense. Yes, 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 we are reconvening after the news. We will provide a sanctuary of sanity for the balance of this hour on what we call appointment radio, otherwise known as the Bob Cordaro Show. This hour brought to you by Dunmore Lumber, 622 South Blakely Street, Dunmore, and the Marjan Golf Course. In Jefferson Township. Best bargain in golf. We're honoring today Louis Cipriano, Dunmore. U.S. Army. Third Division Company L. Killed in action uh, September 22, 1943. In Aserno, Italy. Where a monument stands to 15 American soldiers killed there. Louis Cipriano, one of nine had three uh, other brothers serve this country. Ben Cookie Cipriano, Anthony Cubby Cipriano, Rocco Blackie Cipriano. Blackie was in the Marine Corps. Cubby was in the U.S. Navy. Cookie was in the Army Air Corps. And then they had someone who served an even larger purpose, another brother, Father Cipriano. Thanks to Jim Vilvano for getting this information. And and the incredible story, I read it to you the first hour, about Louis Cipriano's purple heart being returned to the family, namely the last surviving brother at the time, Father Cipriano, in 2017. And it was provided among the personal effects of another soldier we lost from here, Dominic Fiorani of Scranton. August 12, 1943, he was killed in World War II. Remarkable stuff. Uh, Somebody said, Tucker was too conservative for Fox. What he said off-camera in conversations does not constitute a firing when you bring in millions. The Murdochs are going to be going to the left and stifling the truth. Remember, it's the kids now. It's the kids. And they want to be popular in New York. The father uh, was a renegade. He was an Oakland Raider. You know, he, he was an iconoclast. He saw things himself. 
And you're right. And he was... Rupert Murdoch was, uh, he didn't care if he was liked. He was doing something special. And he did. All right, a couple of calls on Tucker. Might as well take them. And this is Diane from Scranton. Hi, Diane. Yeah, thanks for taking the call. So I'm sure I'm behind the uh, curve on this, but I just don't understand what exactly Tucker Carlson did wrong that Fox had to pay Dominion all that money. I mean, if I, I, I don't understand it. Lied. Yeah, I don't understand it either. But they had insurance, and they decided they're not going to take a risk in Joe Biden's home state, which was where the lawsuit was brought. And uh, what the the allegations are convoluted, but oh. at some point they allowed people on the airwaves who claimed that Dominion voting systems had rigged the machines. And it was never proven, nor was it provable. And that was the nature of the lawsuit. Now, it wasn't the, as far as I'm aware, it wasn't the hosts for Fox who were saying it. This, this is why I'm confused as to why they didn't get thrown out on summary judgment. It was guests of the show who were claiming that the Dominion uh, machines were rigged. And it was unproved. That was unprovable, and it was never proven. And that's that was, was the nature. It, were the guests involved in testimony? or No, they, they didn't really care to have the guests come on because then the jury might have realized uh, that it wasn't the hosts who said it. It was the guests. I see. So it actually never went to trial. They settled out they of, settled, out of court. Yeah, They settled as it was about to begin. That, Fox, Fox and their insurers knew they were not going to get a fair trial down there. And they weren't going to risk the whole network on it. And uh, so right. they settled. And I don't know. So they that risked it, the whole network anyway. Getting rid of Tucker <laughs> I agree with you. I don't have the same feeling. I, I mean, I watched Brett Bear last night because it is the best newscast. It's the most comprehensive, the fairest. Yeah. It covers all the issues. Uh, but and I and I watched a little Jesse Waters while I was flipping through the channels with the other cable. But uh, yeah, they're they're that's a gaping hole that they will not fill. I, I truly believe they won't fill it. Right. Oh, thank you. Thank all right, you. That Dan. Does help. Yeah, it's, that's what I said. You could have a. We could have normal conversations about this, but the left is lying about what it means and how it came because it's a, it, they could attack Fox that way. Right. Yeah. If right. CNN ever had an answer for their lies, they would be closed too. <laughs> it's a crazy world. I know it. I know it. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate Bye. it. Wayne from Ainan, how are you? Very good. How are you, Robert? I'm Hope doing you're having great. a good day. Always. Okay, you don't you don't seem to be having too much flack come in today. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, it's always there. It's always there. I just don't sometimes I don't have time to get to it, that's all. <laughs> <laughs> okay, my comment is what you were talking about with Tucker Carlson before. Okay, when he was talking about the elections being rigged and everything. Yeah. Okay? And you brought up a good point there about all the money that came in to get these election boards and everything changed on that, okay? Uh, nobody, that's against the Constitution. If you mark 
you watched Mark Levine, okay, he explained everything out to that as to why that was unconstitutional, what they were trying to do, what they did do, actually. Well, the mail-in ballots certainly in Pennsylvania were unconstitutional. The problem was that Doug Mastriano and some other senators in Pennsylvania, even though it was unconstitutional, approved of it in return for some other concession from the Democrats. Ludicrous. So here's what I'm saying, okay? Now, it's unconstitutional in your state, along with a couple other states, it just changed their rules a couple like, couple days before the elections. Okay, they're unconstitutional. Okay, but yet the Justice Department never comes forward to stop any of this. Yeah. Okay, because the Justice Department wanted to get rid of Trump, no matter what happened. <laughs> yes. They weren't going. They oh, weren't they, going to do a they, thing. They are a the Justice Department is an arm of the Democrat Party, except for the whistleblowers. Yes, it is. Yep. Yes, it is. I agree with you, Bobby. And another thing, all these people in this country, okay, uh, that don't understand this nation is bankrupt, okay? Yeah. Yeah. And what's happening now, okay, because I have stock in a couple of banks. What is happening now, You and they're not big banks, okay, but they're, you can see the stocks dropping in the in the smaller banks, okay? And, and the larger banks are gobbling up some of the smaller banks, okay? But what's happening here with everything dropping like this, okay, you, if you check back in the what what happened in the last recession, okay, and the depression, okay, this is a, this is a domino effect that is starting again. Yeah. Okay, and we got to be we we have to be careful because we are a bankrupt nation. I don't care how you add it up, subtract it, multiply it, divide it. You know. Uh, and if you and, and if you don't let the economy grow, that's the only way to save right. Social Security. That's the only way yes. to 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 handle the debt. But if the government's going to control the economy, you're killing yourself on both ends. But you got that right. Yeah, yeah if the government's going to control the, the economy, you, you're dead in the water. You're dead in the water. You better believe uh, it. The, the government makes no money. Okay, they just transfer money from people to people. That's it. The government makes no money. That's right. <laughs> Wayne, thank you, my friend. I appreciate it. Let's go to Michael in Wilkesbury about the Dominion settlement with Fox News. Good morning. How are you? Good, thank you. Um, you were saying to a caller, two callers ago, I think, you didn't know what the uh, lawsuit was about with Tucker Carlson. Carlson. Oh, I know he, uh, what it was about. I just don't understand the legal basis for a guest of a of a news program, an opinion program, not even a news program, uh, to have their views aired, whether they're false or not. Uh, and the claim was that the hosts knew that the claims were false from people like Sidney Powell, and uh, particularly Sidney Powell on the computers. Uh, are on the Dominion uh, voting machines well, that they were pre the that air. they were pre rigged. She yeah, never proved it. But Tucker Carlson, if like in terms of the specifics of the lawsuit, Tucker Carlson shut her down on his show. I watched it. I didn't see are highlights. You gonna let, are you going to let your callers talk or no? Well, you just asked me a question. And I answered it. I know, but you're going on and on, and then rebuttal, and you'll hang up, and then you say, "Oh, he hung up." Because you did that to me before. Well, don't be an ass, Michael. Just talk. No, then. Go ass. ahead. Said, oh, but, Wait, I was done with the sentence, and you got to and you got to bring that up because you're trying to prove something. Just talk about your facts, and we'll discuss it. The, the hell's the matter with you? Just the facts, Bob. Just the go facts. ahead. 
Tucker <laughs> was saying how good of a president Trump was on the air, and then text on his cell phone said he was a demonic force that's destroying. He this did country. not say that. <laughs> he didn't. No, no, because you're making stuff up. He did not ever. He did not ever. A demonic force. He did not. Yeah, that's what he said in his. That's what he said. He did not ever. See, you don't listen and you're not gonna. Sorry. Dear Lord. He's not gonna listen. So I'm gonna say it without him jabbering in the background. Tucker Carlson was extremely upset, as was I, as were a lot of people who had supported Trump. And he was never in the tank for Trump, number one. We were very upset with the way Trump behaved after the election, leading up to January 6th and then after January 6th. Very upset. And he said it. Now, I don't know what that proves except that he has a free-thinking mind. (laughs) Well, okay. But he was never in the tank for Trump, ever. Now, do you have a final comment, Michael? But the news agency is supposed to tell the news, not a lie. He's an opinion show. Well, then, do you watch CNN? (laughs) I see. There you go. See, they they can't. He watches CNN, but he's going to tell me about lies. Could you imagine that? All right, we're going to take a break. Bob Cadaro with you. W-I-L-K. The eponymous show will roll on. After this, I think Johnny likes this song because he uh, waited a while before he turned my mic on. That's Leo Sayer. Well, I've heard his other songs. I didn't know this was him. See, Murph teach again. I Murph teaches me something every day. He moved into the top ten charts this date in '75 with that number nine song, "Long Tall Glasses." Bob Carroll back with you on WILK as we continue to honor Louis Cipriano. And remind you that this hour is brought to you by Dunmore Lumber, 622 South Blakely Street, Dunmore. Beat the big box blues. And Marjine Golf Course, the best bargain in golf. You notice I'm using my B alliteration today for both Dunmore Lumber and the Marjine. Uh, Yeah, guys, please, if you're on the left, fine. I feel sorry for you. I truly do. But if you hate Fox and don't watch it, please don't tell me what's on it. Now, I have to watch your pitiful news outlets, the national, the left stream news on network, PBS, and then CNN and MSNBC. I have to watch yours so that I actually know what I'm talking about. But don't don't get it. Please, don't get into it with me when you never watched it or you watched it for snippets or you saw Fox featured on CNN and then pretend you know what you're talking about. And I will have a balanced discussion. Obviously, something was done wrong by someone, but the fact that They put opinions on that, the argument was, they put opinions on the air that they knew were not true. I don't think that's accurate. They believed they were not true. I don't think you can prove it one way or another, that the election wasn't rigged or it was. 
Why it became orthodoxy that, that you had to say that it wasn't, I have no idea. Especially when Hillary Clinton never stopped talking about 2016 being rigged. I mean, come on. Stacey Abrams never talked about, never stopped talking about her Georgia elections being rigged. I, I played montages of you have 10 different people calling elections rigged on the Democrat side. Never had a problem with that. Nobody ever shouted them down. Please don't pretend that this is balanced, that it's fair, and then try to run that crap by me. Don't do it. Let's not waste our time. All right. Now, April, because we were talking about a World War II vet today, Louis Cipriano. Perfect today. And yesterday we had another great World War II veteran. And David DeCosmo, our local historians with us, because there was something about a guy named Palooka Joe, and David was in the middle of it, as he usually is. David DeCosmo, welcome. Well, thank you, Bob. Actually, uh, uh, the Palooka story goes back to April of 1930 when Wilkes-Barre first appeared in national papers all over the nation, but not on the front page, on the comic page. That's when uh, uh, Wilkes-Barre native Ham Fisher created the uh, Joe Palooka comic strip, which became one of the top five comic strips in the entire country for many years. Now, at one point, the Junior Chamber of Commerce in Wilkesbury actually named uh, a mountainside just outside of Wilkesbury Mount Joe Palooka. <laughs> and they, they, they put a, a bronze plaque there uh, marking Mount Joe Palooka and honoring, in doing so, the comic strip character Joe Palooka and its creator, Ham Fisher. But sometime around the time of the Agnes Flood, perhaps a little before, uh, that bronze plaque was stolen. And uh, I, was, uh, I was at a radio station in the area at the time, and I was doing editorials. And uh, I remarked about how the character of Joe Palooka was an upstanding uh, citizen, uh, an honored, uh, you know, great American hero. He got uh, the character enlisted in the Army right before World War II and got thousands of people to enlist because he was so popular. And I said that uh, he represented the best in America and that monument should be replaced. Well, the old Sunday Independent newspaper picked up on that and uh, formed a committee of which I was one of four members, raised public funds to build a new monument. We decided not to use a bronze again, lest it be taken again. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so we, 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 did a, we did a granite uh, monument with uh, the... Uh, imprint of the face of the character on it and moved it slightly south where there's a pullover. So you don't just pass it. You've got a chance if you want to, to pull over it and uh, have a look at it. And uh, I remember when they had the dedication for that thing, uh, the comic strip was still being published at that time. And a fellow named uh, Lou DiPietro was uh, uh, the artist and he said, now you stand here, and uh, another fellow, you stand over here. There was a big space next to me. I couldn't quite understand it until I saw the Sunday Independent that weekend, and they had drawn Joe Palooka standing right next to me. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, Him with his plaid jacket, me with my plaid pants, uh, which we're, we're in at the time. Uh, it, it's really a tribute. Uh, FDR, 
President Roosevelt actually honored the character and the Hamfisher because of their efforts to uh, uh, promote enlistments during World War II. And uh, the character was known, well, there was all kinds of movies made about him. Of course, they're so long ago now, most people don't remember. But the first one, actually, uh, Bobby Walsh, the character who was supposed to be Joe Palooka's uh, manager, was played by Jimmy Durante. Hmm. Uh, yeah, he was, you know, pretty darn well known at that time. And uh, so people coming into Wilkesbury Route 309, up through Mountaintop, down through the township there, can see that that monument in place. Now, since it was replaced, uh, the Home Builders Association uh, took it upon themselves to landscape uh, the property and put their own little plaque uh, on the base of that monument, uh, indicating that they are you know, policing the ground, so to speak, and keeping it neat. And it is a treasure. It's one of those things that uh, a lot of people don't really know about, perhaps less now than ever, because the strip has been have been uh, gone for some time. By the way, I made the comic strip. Uh, he, he wrote the four of us who were on the committee into the comic strip, but <laughs> he, could, he couldn't write a script about the monument. So what he did was he made us judges in a beauty pageant. <laughs> but but I'm, I'm, de- I'm depicted there with my long sideburns at the time, and there's a, one comic strip uh, uh, where there's the door of the committee members, and all of our four monument committee members' names are on that door. I've saved those so I can uh, show the grandkids that, yeah, Grandpa made the comic strips. <laughs> Well, next time I have you in the studio, you've got to bring this stuff. I, I can't. I, I would love to see it. Oh, sure, sure. I'd be glad to do that. I've, I've you know, saved a couple of the strips that we were in, and uh, of course, the picture uh, of uh, me standing next to Joe Paluca. <laughs> uh, we we had a, a. It was a great thing that we that the independent picked up on my editorial and got that done. Uh, there was a lot of talk about maybe having a monument in downtown Wilkesbury, but my argument against that has always been, although it honors the character Joe Palooka and the creator Ham Fisher, the monument is to Mount Joe Palooka, which is right uh-huh. behind that monument. Uh-huh. So, yeah, so, you know, it, it would be kind of silly to have a downtown saying Mount Joe Palooka, but the monument, you know, the mountain's not there. By the way, uh, David, uh, we only have a couple seconds here. We're, we're over. But somebody texted in, my wife's uncle was Max Bartikowski, and little Max yes. in the comic strip was based off of him. That is correct. And and if you knew Max Bartikowski, you can see where the character fit in. He used to hang around Ham Fisher's house. He used to wear his dad's coat, which was way too big for him, and his dad's hat, way too big for him. And the little Max character in the comic strip. I remember that character. Yep. Yep. Mm -hmm. Uh, There was also a big, heavy guy named Humphrey Humphrey Pennyworth, and he was based after a Wilkesbury policeman who used to uh, control traffic down along River Street. Fascinating. Well, David DeCosmo, always thank you, and thank you for that history on Joe Palooka that you have been interwoven in. I, I remember when we talked about this last year in April, uh, I, I pointed out to you, my friend and I, this Brian Buick used to call these other Palookas. <laughs> well, so. it, it, it was initially a derogatory term, but uh, in view of the, uh, the heroism of the character, I think it's it's uh, earned its merits now. <laughs> Fantastic. David DeCosmo, he is our official 
Bob Cadaro show uh, historian, and we love when you check in, David. Appreciate it. Uh, thanks. I'll talk again with you, and I hope all your news is good. All right. Check out his blog on Facebook. You'll like it. It's good stuff. We're over, but we'll take a break. We'll come back with the weather and then you. Here's the Storm Tracker 16 forecast from meteorologist Joe Snedeker. It is bleak, at least to begin from today. Uh, clouds chilly, scattered showers, high of just 48. Tonight's spotty showers, low of 38. Remember uh, April showers bringing May flowers? Tomorrow, less chance of spotty showers with some peaks of sun. And it's going to get up to 56. And then Friday, even less chance of spotty showers with more peaks of sun. High of 58. And then Saturday, dry with more sun. 65. We can, we can handle that. Uh, somebody, a couple of texts I got to get to. Bob, Don Casterline and Dave Ballant, the building contractor of the Home Builders Association, uh, was with Matt Spartakowski. Oh, Max Bartakowski. It came out, you're doing the voice thing. Max Bartakowski, who donated the new plaque... They were quite involved with David DeCosmo. He was also a driving force in restoring that. Thank you. So, yeah, we'll remember the other names, and that's good. Somebody said, I remember growing up in the late 70s, we used to uh, call uh, big people, yeah, big palooka. I remember that. Never knew. And I didn't know where it came from. Although, wasn't he on, uh, I don't know, when the, with the bubble gum cards or something? I don't know. All right. But yeah, yeah, big palooka. And it's that's why that's why every April I asked David Acosta, I said, when they, when these historical anniversaries come up, please bring them to our attention again, because you can't say them often enough. Somebody says, and I can mention it, but somebody could call in about this too. The West Pittston Cherry Blossom Festival this weekend. And the Cherry Blossom Parade is at West Pittston on Saturday the sixth. That's this Saturday. Uh, and somebody from that organization, feel free to call in. We'll put you on. And uh, they point out the Cherry Blossom Festival was going on for fifth, over 52 years. That's great. I was going to have one. I wanted to have one in Lackawanna County. But, again, politics is so horrible up there. Uh, we put the Cherry Blossoms in to the Courthouse Square, and they look beautiful. But because it was my idea to have a Cherry Blossom Festival, they never had one. Uh, go figure, you know. <laughs> All right, let's see who's on the longest. Uh, Jamie from Citizens <laughs> Advisory of Pennsylvania. How are you, Jamie? Hey, Bob. Uh, sorry, I'm calling late. I had I had to work today, and I didn't listen to your whole show, and I didn't know if there was any talk today about House Bill 300 that was voted on yesterday. No. Um, just so you know, 98 Republicans voted against it, and only two voted for it. And what is it? Uh, You're skipping out on me. They're calling it an anti-discrimination bill, um, but it's, it's actually the opposite. Uh, Alec Cabbage and Aaron Copper, our local representation here, in our area, voted for it. And this is to allow boys to compete in girls' sports. They voted for that? Yes, they did, both of them. Really? Both of them. 
So I'm asking your listeners to call them and get them on the phone and ask them why they're supporting boys going into girls' locker rooms, uh, boys allowed to play in girls' sports. It's House Bill 300. It was 100, uh, 100 yays to 90, 102 yays to 98 nays. If they voted no, it would have been a 100-100 tie because there was one person that was absent. Um, and uh, I, I don't know. Our two local Republican representatives here. And this is Alec Rinkavage, and, and who, who else? Aaron Coffer. Well, that is distressing. It's very distressing. Um, and I don't know what their motive is, what their motivation is for this. Alec Rinkavage called me after the vote, and he told me he had to make a personal, this was a personal vote to him. I said, Alec, you don't vote for personal things. You vote for what the people want. Plus, it's, he, it's, it's insanity to vote for well, letting men compete with women, boys to compete with girls. Right, and it's being billed as an anti-discrimination. Oh, uh, yeah. Listen, I'll tell you what. If you know that the Pennsylvania House Democrats voted for it, then you better have voted against it or you're wrong. Maybe Alex will call up and talk about it. This is disappointing to hear, and I I appreciate you brought it up, Jamie. I I have a meeting next uh, Thursday at 2 o'clock at Alex's office in Nanticoke with him. Because um, when I spoke to him on the phone after the vote yesterday, he said, Jamie, I, I had to do this vote for personal reasons. I'm like, Alec, you don't vote for personal reasons. That is not why you are elected. You vote on what the citizens want in this area. And on common sense, even more important. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's, I, I would that's love it. to hear the justification of this, man. Well, so, Jamie, thank you for and give us an update after that meeting. Call in, all right? I will. I all will. Right. Thank you. All right, my friend. Bye-bye. We'll take a break. We'll be back. Sinatra's waiting in the wings. We're back. Bob Kadar with you. W I L K. My friend, the Viking, uh, texted me the GOP dinner last night at the Banks, which is the old Cooper Seafood Building. So the Lac- Luzerne County GOP building was a resounding success. A couple hundred people. Lou Barletta, recipient of the Pat Solano Memorial Award, our old friend Pat Solano. And it was presented by Tom Blaskowitz, Mr. Solano's son-in-law, and yours truly, the Viking. It was a very nice event. All the appellate judges and candidates were there as well. That is great. Good. Yeah, we got to show, you know, (laughs) we really do have to fight this lunacy. And I've got to find out why... Uh, two Republican state representatives voted with the Democrats to pass this uh, boys play with girls bill. Like, that's not don't say gay, which is a lie. Girl, boys play with girls bill. That's what this is. Honoring Louis Cipriano of Dunmore. Bunker Hill. The great Bunker Hill. We'll be back after this. Phil Collins. Moving to the top 10 charts at number 9 with his hit single, Take Me Home. And we're going to finish with, it has nothing to do with anything, but I like the song. Uh, May 3rd, 1986, same date as Phil Collins was moving up the charts. Robert Palmer had the number 1 hit with Addicted to Love. Uh, 
Soup Ken says, Bob Kofer and Alex got to go. I will never support either one because of that vote. And it's not anti-transsexual to vote against them participating in sports with girls. It isn't. I could care less what an adult does and how they decide to orient themselves sexually as an adult. I, I, it's, it's irrelevant to me. I, I wouldn't judge them as a person, anything on that. That's totally your call. This is very different. This is the force of the state making girls... We had the instance in Wisconsin, it would happen here. 18 years old with 14-year-old girls. Same shower, same locker room. No! And I'm not against transsexual. I, it's fine when you're adults. <sighs> Somebody said it's sleeting in Dallas. And somebody's going to call about the Cherry Blossom Festival in West Pitts, and I would like to know more about it. I, I'd love you to call. That's a good idea, and I, I hope somebody does get a chance. Quick call from Bill in Pitts. And Bill, how are you? Yeah, you there, Bob? Yeah, Bill, you got to fire away quickly, my friend. Okay, yeah, my grandmother adopted Ham Fisher's daughter. He was a lifelong friend of him, and he had diabetes and was really down on things. He was fighting with uh, Al Cap uh, over <laughs> all kinds of incidents. They hated each other. <laughs> How about that? Al Cap used to work for Ham, and Ham said he stole some of his ideas, implying that he stole uh, Lil Abner from him. But it was proven that, that Cap, it was originally Cap's, but I could tell you all kinds of anecdotes. My grandmother used to get uh, proposals from people. She'd be, she'd be in photo play magazine. Kindly old school marm is worth millions, you know, stuff like that. She'd get all these proposals. That is great, Bill. I'm happy you caught us at the end here. Thank you very much for your patience in holding on. I appreciate it. Okay, take care, Bob. That's great stuff. Great stuff. Yeah, let's not forget Palooka Joe. And I apologize. I can't get to some of the calls. I. Nikki uh, Stone coming up next. Maybe she could take it. Well, the Club for Common Sense. We uh, adjourn for the day. God willing, we'll be back tomorrow. And we were proud to honor today Louis Cipriano of Dunmore. U.S. Army, 3rd Division, Company L. Killed in action September 22nd, 1943 in Asserno, Italy. But remembered today and every day. By his cousin, Jim Valvano, who sent me all this amazing information. One of nine children, Louis Cipriano's three brothers, four Ciprianos, all served. Ben Cookie Cipriano, Army Air Corps. Anthony Cubby Cipriano, U.S. Navy. Rocco Blackie Cipriano, U.S. Marine Corps. And, of course, maybe the greatest service of all, Father Cipriano, their brother. Serving God as a... Tremendous priest for all those years. What a family. And another World War II vet killed in action 
Staff Sergeant Dominic Fiorani of Scranton had among his personal effects the Purple Heart awarded to Louis Cipriano and obviously his family upon his death. And it got back through Lynn Dirk, the great niece of Louis Cipriano. It got back to the family. Incredible people, incredible stories. I pray and hope that they're remembered for real in spirit in what we do as a country, but certainly by name. And we will remember Louis Cipriano. Thanks for being with us, guys. With the Sanctuary of Sanity is always here, God willing. Nine to noon, and uh, we th- want to thank Dunmore Lumber and Marjan Golf Course for sponsoring this hour. You guys have a good afternoon, good evening. We'll see you tomorrow, God willing. Go to YLK News Radio. This is the Bob Cordaro Show podcast. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.